0: Battleground, New Jersey. The award-winning Theory Theory starts right now. The Theory Theory Podcast, brought to you by EFB Advocacy. New Jersey's been hit hard by the coronavirus. How does the state rebound economically? And does the Garden State have the right people representing them in Congress? I am joined by Rosemary Becky. She's running to represent the 11th District of New Jersey, once represented by such great members as Rodney Feelingheisen and Dean Gallup, both of whom I knew and both were great Americans. Uh, Rosemary, welcome to the Fury Theory podcast.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I wish I could be there in person with you, but thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> well, you're in the right spot back home in New Jersey. a Great Garden State. Love, love, love Little League Baseball in the Garden State. Love everything about New Jersey. I just want to ask you how's things going in your district? How's the transition going? How's your governor doing and how are things going back home?
1: Well, here at the campaign, we're doing great. I, I mean, we are doing what I do best, and that's helping people. So we've been spending a, a lot of our time helping people with their SBA loans um, and doing all sorts of things like that. We've been doing clothing drives. You name it, we've been doing it. The uh, campaign has gone completely virtual. Um, So we've done a number of uh, virtual roundtables. I think last night we were up to, I think we were up at about 13, 14 of those. We've had everything from child therapists on to talk about how do you all survive under one roof. Roof. We've had NHL hockey players on to talk about how you exercise. But then we've also had um, some folks come on and talk about the SBA loans, how do you apply Um, We picked apart the CARES Act, um, you know, what's in it for small business um, and how to take advantage of it. So that's how the campaign's doing. Um, You know, it's been rough here in New Jersey. I I mean, you know, we have been hit hard um, by this pandemic. Um, We've had a number of, you know, the second most cases, the second most deaths following New York. So it's been hard. Um, And our economy is struggling, you know, very badly. And our state was in a bad situation to start. our spending and our debt was out of control. Um, so, having been struck by this economic disaster kind of makes things a whole lot worse. So, that's but but we're New Jerseyans and we're strong people and we fight hard. And I think that's what we're starting to see now. People are people are ready. You know, to open the state safely and quickly. And I think that's the key element. I, everybody wants to be safe, but they also recognize that we need to quickly open up and save our economy.
0: So, um, you have some really great personal experiences, and really, you, you know, you have three kids, all teenagers. Uh, so, that must be its own challenge. I have one teenager, that's a challenge. Uh, one thing that you did professionally which I want to thank you for is cr- helping to create the 529s. We're using 529s right now and boy I tell you that is something really really important for for working families that want to send their kids to the best schools. So thank you for your work on that. Just talk about your your professional background before you decided to do this amazing thing of running for Congress and God bless you for doing that because I know how hard that how hard that can be. But just talk about your professional career and your and, and, and your experiences in Washington.
1: Um so um... I started my career at the Internal Revenue Service, um, working at the Office of Chief Counsel, um, and had a wonderful experience there. And from there, I went up to the U.S. Senate, and I worked at the Senate Finance Committee. Um, And I was tax counsel for then Senator Roth where I had the great opportunity there to co-author the 529 um, college savings plans. It is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I will tell you, and it's very personal, when I was in college, my mom and dad fell on some pretty hard times, and so much so that I almost had to leave school um, but I was fortunate enough and I found the loans and the grants and the jobs to stay in school. And you know, and I borrowed over a hundred thousand dollars to get to the end of the finish line. And that experience stayed with me. So when I got to the US Senate and I had the opportunity to co-author the 529 College Savings Plans, as you can imagine, I poured my heart and soul into it because I did I knew. What a difference that that would make in the lives of families. So so that was a big part of my career. Um, But from there, I I went on um, and worked in various places. Um, I worked in private practice at various law firms, you know, and and been a small business owner as well, had my own firm, and just, you know, I've been out there fighting my entire career for lower taxes and less regulation. and that's really what I'm
0: all about. You know, Rosemary, uh, you struck a chord with me because we had the same issues in my family, where there was a lot of question about how, you know, are we going to pay for college? Are we going to have to? Are you going to have to take out loans? And you know, it's it's just something that is common for a lot of families out there, and especially with the high cost of college education. You know, a lot of a lot of people are thinking, you know, am I going to be able to afford college? Am I going? Should I even take some time off, given? that some schools are thinking about online learning, which is annoying. Um, just talk about, you know, is, what are the, some of the top issues that your constituents are, are worried about outside of COVID, which I know is the number one issue uh, facing folks right now. They want to get the economy going again. But what are the things that you're hearing from your constituents when you do these virtual meetings around the, around, the, around your district?
1: I mean, you know, I I think even before, um, you know, COVID-19 and this pandemic struck, i think it's always been for this district about the economy um i I think you know people here care deeply you know about jobs and creating jobs and and making sure that we've got low taxes and and less regulation i I, you know I, i think that's really at the top of the list and i think that Um, It's even more so now, you know, I think it's not only about kind of helping people in the short term, but really about having a long term plan and how we get, you know, growth is going to be even more important, you know, um, as we start to come out of this. You know, we just don't need to be just helping people near and ha- now, but also into the future. Um, I think healthcare is a big issue, and it's an area where I have a lot of ex- personal experience. That's where my mom experience comes in. I had a daughter that was born with her out of her esophagus connected to her stomach. And, you know, I know everything there is about pre existing conditions, <laughs> I've lived it. Um, and I know how passionate I am about it. Um, and so that's an important issue, I think. Um, and I think also, you know, immigration is important to this district as well. Um, you know, those are kind of some of the, I would say kind of the top three um, issues um, that, um, that, that you know,
0: folks care about. So, um, yes. Uh, Rosemary, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I, I, there's a couple of different things. When we, we talk about the Democrats, we talk about tax and spending. And I want to hit both those topics right now. On the tax front, I would imagine that the state and local tax issue and uh, deduction is something that's important for, for you. Uh, you know, that was passed in the in the tax bill a couple of years ago. And I think that's something that you guys are, are, are concerned about. I know that I live in the District of Columbia, and it would be nice to get some of those taxes <laughs> reduced. As someone who used to work at the IRS, you understand uh, all of these issues intimately. Um, and then on the spending front, you know, Nancy Pelosi just passed a $3 trillion bill uh, that is, just has no chance of passing the Senate. And it's just, you know, we were piling so much debt on our teenagers that I, th- I think at some point in time, they're going to get pretty frustrated about all of this. Uh, just talk about how you view tax and spending.
1: So I, uh, you know, it's, and again, this is both um, pre-COVID-19 and the pandemic, um, and now I feel even stronger about it we've got to get our spending under control in this country. We really do. And I recognize that the money we're spending right now is is necessary to help Americans. But at the same time, the more we spend, the longer it's going to take to come out of this. And so we've got to start to be smart about it. So, you know, and I'm a big believer in you can't just cut taxes. You've got to cut spending as well. I mean, that's just a really important concept that you know we got to adhere to um, you know in, in terms of the salt we have to fix it okay and 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 there are ways to fix it and this is where I think I differ significantly from my opponent you know it, it's not about just going off and and you know this from your experience and and gathering in a group of Democrats and coming up with a temporary solution, right? Not even a permanent fix, temporary solution that would have raised people's taxes in order to fix it. Well, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You have to come up with a solution and you have to reach across the aisle and you got to reach across the Capitol, and it's got to be a bicameral and a bipartisan effort and I've actually been thinking a lot about it I have some ideas that we're going to roll out um, at some point about how to fix the salt cap and 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 again I just think it's crucial that you know you have to find solutions that work for everyone and and as you know that that's the key to it yeah that's
0: hard it's hard to get there you know I, I I I think of the salt issue, and I think that I think Republicans lost the House because of the salt issue. It really hurt us in yeah. New Jersey, it hurt us in the Northeast, and then we got to fix it equitably. Um, yep. And you know, I think just I understand what they were trying to do, and I think it has made state legislatures think well, twice about raising taxes astronomically because you know you, you can get away with murder if you can write it all off in the federal level. Uh, but that being said, there's I think you're exactly right. I think. I think you're actually really well situated to deal with this because of your tax experience. And, you know, that that's something that that for people in New Jersey, that's important. So, uh, you know, thinking about your opponent, what is she saying about you? And then and, and what is, how is she running? I, I don't want to, I don't want you to, you know, mention her attacks on you, but uh, how do you counter her attacks? And what are you kind of emphasizing when she goes after you?
1: You know, I, um, so, so I think what my opponent is trying to do is to um, tie me to the president, right? And, and, and time and and make um, the argument that I'm just a rubber stamp for the White House. And I think anybody that knows me knows that I, I've, you know, have opinions <laughs> I have free thoughts, and that, you know, how I'm going to combat that is is talking about the fact that I'm going to go there, and the people that I work for is going to be the people of this district, and that's what I'm going to do, and that's the decision-making that um, I'm going to go through, and, and, you know, it is actually what we're pointing out about my opponent. Um, She has voted um, with Nancy Pelosi 98 percent of the time and and she has been a rubber stamp for um, for you know Nancy Pelosi and and that's not. What the people of this district want. They want somebody that's gonna go there and be a voice for them. and and frankly, I feel as though when I go out and I talk to people here in the district, they feel like they've been lied to. Um, you know, because she said she was going to be a different kind of Democrat, and she hasn't. Um, she hasn't been.
0: You know, it's a it's a, a very Republican district or has been in the past. And I think it must be hard for these constituents. And I understand some of the frustration that people felt. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a, I like Donald Trump. I, I think he's hilarious. Uh, but I can understand why people, especially in Northern New Jersey, you know, he rubs them the wrong way. Although, you know, he's from New York and it's pretty close. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> the proximity is pretty close. They've met people like Donald Trump before, obviously. Um, that being said, you know, I think in, in any midterm election, it makes sense to kind of put a check on the president. But right now, it becomes clear that what the Democrats are not doing is not putting a check on the president. They're trying to drive him out of office. And more importantly, what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop uh, jobs from being created. And that's, I think, got to be one of the messages that you come to your constituents and say, listen, we need to get some stuff done and get this economy back on track. Is that right?
1: No, that's absolutely right. It really is. Um, And and that's what the people of this district want. I I mean, the people of this district are hardworking Americans. that want to put food on the table and frankly, don't want to take handouts. They don't want to take... You know, I, I mean, I think that's the, been the biggest complaint and and pushback on even some of the loan programs and stuff. They don't want to take a handout. You know, they want to work, and they and that's what it's really about. And and they want somebody that's going to think about policies and think about solutions that work for them. And and I'll be frank, that's where my Washington and my background in policy really comes into play. Uh, you know, I, I know how policy works and I know about how to, to arrive at good solutions. And, and so that's going to be critical for the people of this district as we try to come out of this. You know, I, I mean, this morning, I'm sure you saw the unemployment numbers. I mean, that's just like a pit in my stomach as I see that, um, you know, and and it takes coming up with good solutions and there's a lot of you know ideas out there um and and you know we've got to get to work on those ideas and it's it, it can't be about just handouts and 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 checks to illegal immigrants and things like that and runaway spending it's got to be thoughtful and and, and directed at how you bring the jobs back and how do you bring this economy back
0: so running for Congress um, is not easy. It's a big personal sacrifice. Uh, at what point did you decide, you know, I, I got to throw my hat in the ring because I got to fix this. And what, when did you make that personal decision to, you know, really kind of expose your whole life up to the political process, which you know, God bless you for doing it. Um, what was the personal motivation for you wanting to run for Congress?
1: You know, I I looked around and I kind of saw what was happening in my state. And I, as I, you know, I founded an organization here called Jersey First. And, and in Jersey First, I did two things. One, I, I raised money for local candidates who believed in um, lo- lower taxes and less spending. And we, we raised money and gave it away to them. And then we also worked on the policy and developing kind of some of the solutions that, that some of those candidates should be um, advocating for. You know, and, and through that process, and as I began to talk to more and more people, you know, it really came to me that we need change, we need somebody that's going to go to Washington and actually fight for us here in new jersey i love this state i have my siblings here like i have my neighbors or family like i just you know and i don't want to leave i don't want to move away i want to stay right here and so that's you know that's what it's about for me is because i I do want to live out my life in my house and and where i'm at now i don't want to have to move because the taxes are too high and things of that nature. So, so that's kind of what drove me. And I will tell you, I have an amazing family. Um, and they've been all in, Um, my husband and I are um, pushing 30 years together and it didn't surprise him. Um, in fact, you know, we've kind of arrived at it together and he's been a huge supporter and a huge help. And, and, you know, it is really together. We've always taken, dealt with the kids together and we're kind of getting through, you know, COVID-19 together with the kids.
0: And so we're, we're yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of together time. I can tell you that from personal it's experience. It's a
1: lot of together time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Rosemary, let me just say uh, thank you for running for Congress. Thank you for, you know, raising the level of, of the discourse, which I think we need. I, I hope that uh, you have fun running your campaign. I know it's been a very difficult time to launch a campaign but uh you know and what what kind of innovations are you doing with your campaign what do you you've done some town halls you're doing a lot of zoom what are some of the uh, innovations that you're trying to introduce in this strange time we live in we're
1: trying to do a lot of different you know takes on zooms and and honestly we're trying to have fun with it um and really you know cuz that's at this moment it's it's about all you can do is is to try to have fun with it and um y- you know we've been kind of trying to I- i'm I like to think outside the box and so we're trying to do a lot of that and get really creative with some of the events we're doing and the Zoom-type meetings we're doing and and things like that, and even the fundraising. So, um, you know, it's, 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 but it's been fun. Um, it's been a good time.
0: <laughs> hey, Rosemary, let me just say this. Um, I hope we open up quickly. I think the Democrats are making a mistake by saying that we need to keep things closed. I think we can open up safely. I think we can, especially, you know, for, for kids our age, they need to get back and see their friends. They need to make sure they get back to school. Um, I just hope that uh, your leadership can convince the folks that they've got to change their ways. And we got to get back to it because otherwise we're on all, all trouble. Rosemary, yeah. thank you so much for being on uh, the Fury Theory uh, podcast. Next week, we're going to have a uh, mercy slap from the Trump campaign. So uh, you're in good company. Um, but we really do appreciate you being on the Fury Theory podcast brought to you by EFB Advocacy. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. Be well and be safe.